episode, it is the Scarves Up Podcast. I'm your host, Nathaniel Maymoudis. Great to be back with you today. The show is in two parts. I will be joined by David Maymoudis to discuss a depressing week for the Sounders. And I'm also joined by Jake Lehman to discuss the United States men's national team. So let's get into that. We're going to start with the United States men's national team, and then we will move in to the Sounders. You can find, if you want to skip ahead to the part uh, and just hear about the Sounders, I will put that timestamp in the description. You can find all your information there. You can also find uh, if you want to contact the show uh, with questions we'll be happy to answer them just send us a quick email uh, which you can do from our website which is www.scarvesuppodcast.com anyway let's get right into my conversation with Jake Lehman about the USA men's national team Joining me on the show now is U.S. men's national team expert Jake Lehman. He's been on the podcast once before, but back today to talk about the U.S. men's national team victory over Jamaica in the Gold Cup quarterfinal. Jake, what were your thoughts on the game overall? I mean, I thought overall it was a pretty good performance from the U.S. Um, I thought Burhalter put... Um, a pretty good lineup out there, especially considering like who we have and with the injuries, especially Zimmerman is out and we don't really have any wingers. Um, but I thought they played pretty well overall, especially in the second half. I thought they did a better job going forward, being more creative and just being able to get balls into the box. And finally towards the, there at the end, Hoppy got his head on one and managed to get the winning goal there. So, Yeah, let's talk about the lineup. So pretty, pretty close uh, to what the lineup was uh, for the game um, against uh, Canada, except uh, with a couple of changes. Zardes doesn't start uh, in this game. The U.S. won the Canada game. They came out in a five, in a five, three, two. This game, they came out in a four, three, three. Um, with Hoppy, DK, and Ariola um, up top. Uh, what did you think about Ariola in this game uh, and Hoppy um, as they get their first? I guess this was Hoppy's second start, third appearance. But what do you think of both of those players on the wing? I mean, I thought Hoppy looked definitely like our most. Like, he gave the ball away some, especially when he was, like, taking a couple too many touches sometimes. But I thought overall he was probably our most creative player going forward. And I thought he, you know, did well to get himself that goal. And I thought felt like his performance deserved it from how he played. Um, I thought he was a threat going forward because he is good in those tight spaces. He had that one chance in the first half where he hit that one off the ball. He enforced the save. Um I thought Ariola made some good runs. Um, I think he was a little less threatening on the ball, but he was good off the ball and attacking some of those spaces behind Jamaica's back line and trying to open up the play. 
Yeah, uh, you and me have talked off the show about um, being critical of Zardes. So I was happy that he didn't get the start uh, in this one. Um, However, I did think when he came in, obviously he did, he played well. He he had chances and then obviously it was him at the end of the game wasting uh, uh, with the ball at the corner, um, wasting time. So how how are you feeling about Zardes' impact? Right. I, I would say I think it was a good substitution for Burhalter. I thought like I, I like DK and I know he has a lot of potential and I see that, but he really had a tough game, I think, um, against Jamaica. So that like I think it was the right substitution to bring on Zardes because DK was not very good with the ball. He wasn't checking in and opening up and he wasn't even holding off players well like we hope him to do as a big target man up front. So I think it was a good substitution from, from Burr Halter to bring in Zardes. And I thought in the limited minutes, minutes Zardes had, he was, he was fine. I mean, he didn't do anything too exceptional, but there was, he didn't really make any it's major it, mistakes that I remember. Definitely almost uh, getting the go- the goal um, just, just gets over him and Hoppy, uh, the actual goal, Hoppy finishes it. Um, at the back post after a pass from Sounder player Christian Rodon, second assist um, for the U.S. men's national team this tournament. Um, what did you think about the goal? I thought it was well worked. They were, we were in there half a bunch and had a couple good balls in. Um, I think it was a, I think a couple of them were from Roldan. I will get, I have to give him credit. He played a couple of really nice balls in. And finally Blake kind of made their goalkeeper made the mistake. He was kind of too far forward and Zardes was kind of crashing the net. Hoppy came in from the back post and was able to get a free header. So, I mean. So Hoppy gets his first international goal. Do you think with this team, obviously this is a mix of the second and third team. Do you think Hoppy, DK, anyone, anyone else has done themselves justice to, to be on the bench or of that first team um, come qualifying and or the World Cup if we are to make it? Sure. I mean, I think, as we know, Legit and Acosta will probably be on that roster. Um, I think I, I thought Acosta actually played really, really well um, yesterday, but uh, especially in the defensive side. But I think also, I think Hoppy, I would ex- think, especially depending on how his club situation goes, I, I think you could see him on the uh, World Cup qualifying roster. I think DK has the potential too, just because we don't really have a clear number nine and he provides a different option. And then I would also say, well, Zimmerman potentially, but he may be hurt now. Um, but Miles Robinson and James Sands, I thought have also both been very good in the back. Um, and Sands almost could be that backup um, at the six that we've kind of been looking for when Tyler Adams needs rest. Um, yeah, so I, I agree with what you've been saying about Kenan Acosta. Um, I thought uh, he, since he can play everywhere, since Kenan Acosta can also play on the wing, um, I think that makes him, he, he can play so many different places. So I think he um, can definitely rotate with Tyler Adams. Um, I think he's just as good. Um, for DK, I think he makes tons of sense. Right now, I, I think he's an exciting player. I think he's 
I feel like he's working more than Josh Sargent. I mean, I, I definitely like him more than I like Sargent. Um, so I, I hope he continues to get minutes. Um, in the backfield, this was one of the first the first games that I thought I thought Sands was fine. I thought Miles Robinson was better. Obviously, he might hopefully he doesn't have a concussion. Um, but I would say uh, obviously both of them. I mean, Sands has been having a a great cold cup. So me saying that he's having a fine, he had a fine game just shows how well I think he's been playing the entire tournament. Uh, but I would probably say Robinson um, has more of a chance to be uh, thought of as, as a center back for the team. As we look at the, uh, the other stats uh, for the game, I mean, Jamaica, it wasn't like the U- the U.S. completely dominated this game. I thought they they did play better, but unlike the game against Canada, um, where where Canada might feel like they they could have won, I I felt that I I don't really feel like Jamaica had had a real clear way path to victory here. What it what I mean? What do you think about Jamaica overall? I mean, yeah, I thought, especially, I think they're missing a couple of their players. I mean, Bailey wasn't on for them at all. And I mean, he's probably their, he's their best player. And so missing him definitely like their attack looked a little weak. I thought they did a really good job pressing and they were very physical. And I mean, we gave the ball away a lot in bad places. And that's really where most of their chances came from is when they pressed and we would make mistakes and give them the ball and almost scored 20 seconds in. I mean, it would have been called, it would have been, offsides i believe but what a start that would have been that definitely um definitely would have uh freaked some u.s uh players out um and then matt turner uh after that uh slows the game down just puts it long um after a very very crazy start to the game yeah, I, I thought Turner played well, too, and I, I expected him to be one of our three goalies going into World Cup qualifying, too, with um, Stefan and um, Stefan and Horvath. And I think whoever of the three of them is going to play is just going to kind of depend on who's playing well regularly and um, and who's like looks good in training. I mean, because it, yeah. it's pretty close between those three right now. Yeah, I agree. Um, hopefully with that, we'll see Stefan getting – getting a little bit hopefully Stephen does get some more playing time um but obviously when you're behind ederson uh and you're in the premier league you never know um but uh definitely would like to have him getting more minutes um so he's not super rusty heading into uh world cup qualifying uh but in general i would say that i thought in the group stage i thought every group stage even though the U.S. was winning, I felt like the U.S. was playing worse. Like, I think they play in the group stage. Our best group stage game was the first one. Um, and I do think we, we played better than we, we – have, we played better than we did in the game against Canada um, in this game. So that makes me feel better with the U.S. moving forward. But still, I, I think the U.S. could be playing a whole lot better um, than they are now. 
overall play in the group stage, what what did you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it, it's been tough. They've they, they've struggled to really break teams down, and I think that's kind of a personnel issue. I think they don't really have many, especially in the in the midfield, um, many creative players, and they've also been lacking. I mean, Paul Areola is our really our main winger, and really the only one we brought because like Hoppy plays as a nine usually for uh, Chalka, so it's yep. like we're kind of lacking some width and some creativity to kind of break teams down when they're kind of in bunkering. So I think that's kind of been our issue, but if we keep defending well and trying to look for goals off set pieces and off counterattacks, that's how we can kind of squeak through and grind out games and get wins, which is kind of what they we've had to do for the most part so far. You mentioned a couple of times that we don't have wingers. This is when we need Morris. We need Morris. Okay, but let's move on to uh, the next U.S. game. So after this game, they will be playing Cutter in the semifinals. Cutter made it uh, to the semifinals after beating El Salvador. Sorry to Alex Rodon, even though Alex Rodon did start um, in this game. Uh, Cutter won three to two. El Salvador almost came back and cutter so i think they've looked they've looked really well they've they've played really well but um uh they've played really well but obviously definitely going to be a little shaken up since they were allowing el salvador uh to come back um a little bit uh so what are your thoughts on cutter going into this next game so i I, from i I haven't watched a ton of them i've watched some of the highlights from their games i watched the highlights of that el salvador game and they look pretty threatening going forward there's some really creative players and who are dynamic and fast which could be a problem for us especially if we give the ball away and are half the field um but I, i i they looked a little shaky defensively especially towards the end of the game they had the both both the goals they gave up one was they just let the center forward for El Salvador just slip in right between their center backs and it was an easy through ball right through the middle and then the other goal was just a terrible giveaway in their own penalty box so like if we can take advantage of those opportunities when we counter press and when we're going forward it you know that's how we can score and I think it's going to be a pretty close exciting game plus the goal that they did win on was a penalty and while I wasn't surprised that it didn't get changed um it was I would say it was a harsh penalty um call but I mean um obviously little lame when you're advancing on a on a penalty um but I I do think this is going to be an exciting game and it and I've talked a lot about on the podcast about how I think the gold cup is a stupid tournament that happens every two years for no reason. Um, I don't really like to pay attention to it that much because it's the same teams. And I feel like if the U S doesn't make it to the end, then it's a failure. So this time, like I expect this to be a very good test for us. Um, and if we can get a result against Cutter, uh, it should um, – I, I will feel better going into World Cup qualifying 
and hopefully the World Cup. Knock on wood about there. Uh, that. Um, because I mean, it's a it's a new, it's a it's a new team. It's a different team. Uh, it's different task tactics. So because of that, um, I think uh, it's going to be a really exciting game. Um, I am scared though. Um, Afif is playing really well. Um, their other forward, um, Abdullah. Abdullah. Uh, he's also playing really well. Um, but I think they are vulnerable. Uh, the game will be in Austin. Uh, where? What are you expecting for the lineup for this next game? Uh, four days, four days rest, uh, three days off. Um, are you expecting much turnover from the last game? Um, I wouldn't expect many changes. I would assume, especially with Zimmerman still out, it'll probably still be four at the back instead of the five. Um, I, I, I'll be interested to see if Zardes comes in for DK off that last because, you know, Zardes played pretty well in this last towards the end of the game and DK had a rough game. Um, I'd also be curious if Reggie Cannon's healthy enough that he's going to um, start it right back. But other than that, those are really the main two changes I would see happening. Um, maybe Williamson might come into the middle or there might be some changes in center mid, but for the most part, I would expect a pretty similar lineup. Okay, do you have a score prediction for this game? Um, uh, we're going to go 2-1 U- U.S. We're going to go 2-1 U.S. We'll, we'll be... Um, Who do you think is going to score? Um, we're going to have... Hoppy's going to score again, and then there'll be one from from Miles Robinson off a, off a corner. I'm going to say... Um, I'm going to say... 1-0 U.S. again with um, with Zardes scoring. Um, as much as it pains me to say that, um, I can see him. I can see Zardes start, starting and score and scoring some really lame garbage goal that takes us to the final. Um, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, the other semifinal is uh, Mexico versus Canada. So we got. The three biggest countries in North America, still in, and Qatar. Uh, do you wh- who do you expect to uh, make it to the final in that game? I mean, I gotta say, like Mexico is obviously probably the odds-on favorite, but Canada looked much better in their uh, who they uh, who they play again. I can't remember. Um, uh, they were playing Costa Rica. They Costa Rica, that's who it was. They looked much better in that game, and they beat them. To a nail pretty convincingly. Um, so I'll be interested to see, but they've been pretty uh, injury plagued is their, their big issue with, you know, it's, a number of their forwards it, out. A couple of their players are on yellow cards and not able to play. So it's true. But also Mexico has not been playing well. I mean, they, yes, they're still in, but I mean, they played Honduras in the, in the quarterfinals. Um, and, I mean, Honduras is just bad these days. Um, so I, I also think this will be a good game. I think this will be tight. I think it's going to go. I really, um, I want to believe that it can go either way. Um, uh, I'll be rooting for Canada, but I'll be surprised if Mexico um, doesn't win this game. Uh, but 
we will have to see what happens and what two teams will meet in Vegas for the final next Sunday or what this Sunday. Final thoughts before I let you go. Uh, the Euro 2020 uh, wrapped up just a couple of weeks ago. We have not talked about it on the podcast. What were your thoughts on the final? I thought it was a good game. Obviously, depressing. I wanted to, it to come home. England, Italy, what were your thoughts on this game? I mean, well, obviously it came Rome instead, uh, but I thought England looked very good. They're aggressive out the gate. They got that early goal from Shaw, um, but then they just got too passive. I mean, against a team as good as Italy, even though England were pretty good defensively, you can't just sit in your own penalty box for the entire game and expect them not to score. And- yeah, it's pretty much standard England um, for most of this tournament. Obviously, they didn't have it really any games except for the the one game in the quarterfinals where they ran up the score. Um, I mean, all their group stage games were for just 1-0 wins. Uh, obviously, this is sort of how Southgate tends to play. But yeah, it was unexciting from, from England. They took their foot off the gas, which so maybe scoring early hurt them sort of similar to the semifinal in the world cup. Um, but, uh, I mean, still a, a good, a good final, um, terrible, terrible to hear and to see the reaction from the England fans afterwards. Um, but, uh, a deserved champion from, uh, in, in Italy, 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 anything else you want to add on? I mean, I would just say, like, that penalty shootout was, well, one, very exciting to watch. Um, Pickford made a couple big saves, Donnarumma with a save or two. Um, But I would just say a surprise with Southgate's decision to have two takers who are both, well, he had the three, three young takers, but also two of them who are just fresh off the bench and had barely gotten warmed up. So I, I thought that was an interesting decision to not give them a couple more minutes on if you wanted them to take a penalty. I mean, I see what you're saying there. I, I feel like, but I feel like when you have guys who aren't known for scoring goals and at the professional level, you have to be, you have to be good at putting them all in the back of the net. If you're and wow, I don't know how many, how much, professionals have to be, uh, practice penalties. And obviously it's, it's, it's hard when there's so much pressure, um, on you, but I, I don't blame him for putting in, for wanting to put in people who play forward, um, late in the game when you have players off the bench who play that position, um, rather than going to the midfielders. Um, so I don't blame him for making the substitutions. Um, I would, uh, so uh, besides that, yeah, I do feel like um, Sancho and and Rashford need to do better. Um, but uh, I'm not going, but no one should be threatening saying anything threatening about any of them 
um, just for missing. I mean, it's just, we have to remember, it's just a game. Um, right. it, it, exactly. Yeah. It, I, I think just the moment kind of got to them and how large it was, but that is, you know, they're people too. At the end of the day, they're exactly. more than just soccer players. Like they have, they're real people with feelings and emotions. So, you know. At going back to the U.S. for one last second, um, obviously at the beginning of this tournament, um, I said, um, obviously with the Nations League win over Mexico, um, if the U.S. doesn't win it, it's a failure. Do you think that has changed at all? Um, with how the U.S. has been playing. Um, like, if the U.S. does get knocked out by Qatar, um, uh, will people think of this tournament as a failure? Um, or, has, or has it changed and the expectation is lowered because they're not a team in CONCACAF? I mean, I, I, I think at this stage, if you, we get knocked out, it won't necessarily be considered a failure. I mean, it would be nice to make it to the final and potentially to win it. Um, but with the B or C squad we have and with the injuries that are, we have and the limits we have with our roster, if we either lose to Qatar or in the final, I would not see that as a massive failure um, since we've made it out of the group stage and beat Jamaica. So, Okay. Well, we'll have to see what happens in Austin. Um, the U.S. men's national team heading to Austin just a week after the U.S., after the Sounders were victorious in that same stadium. Hopefully the U.S. men's national team can be victorious as well. It was great to have you, Jake. Uh, we will hope to have you back sometime soon. Thanks again to Jake Lehman for being a part of the podcast today. He will be back sometime soon to discuss World Cup qualifying as we get closer to the U.S.'s games for that. And then we might also have him on uh, even before that to recap this Gold Cup. Fun to also hear his thoughts on the Euro 2020 final, which, again, was an incredible tournament after a very tough year lot of good soccer happening now. Unfortunately, this past week, the soccer wasn't as good. Let's get into my discussion with Dave Maymoudis on the past week of the Seattle Sounders. Thanks for joining me on the show, Dave Maymoudis. Obviously, depressing week. I mean, it had its highs in the middle, but... Sounders losing their first two games of the season, first to Minnesota, ending our 13 uh, unbeaten streak. Um, It was sad to think, um, sad to realize that the Sounders would not join the Invincibles. um, But when you realize that if you take the 10 players the Sounders had out for these games you know, that team could probably be most MLS teams. Exactly. So, uh, Sounders lose 1-0 to Minnesota. Um, what did you think about uh, about this game? I mean, I thought the Sounders played well. I think to lose this game was frustrating. I thought it should have been a 0-0 tie. I mean, the goal was like, it was a good goal. 
Um, but right. late wasn't, goal. There wasn't a lot in it, you know. Um, one side got a little luckier than the other. Both sides had some more chances. Uh, but overall, you know, the Sounders didn't play great. You know, it wasn't obvious that they deserved to win the game. Um, then the Sounders go to Austin, and we have we started five teenagers. So we started Vargas. Vargas gets his first ever start, and to show how crazy his start was, so he's fifteen. Uh, at the beginning of the game, MOS did not put his last name. It just had his number. Uh, on the lineup, and it still doesn't have a picture of him on the lineup. Um, just they didn't to use the driver's license photo, and he's not old enough to get one quite yet. Exactly. So we have Vargas, who's 15. Reed Baker Whiting starts. He's 16. Danny Leva and Josh Atencio, who are 18 and, and 19, respectively. Josh Atencio are the grizzled veterans of the midfield, you know, then. Except that Atencio played center back. back. So, yeah, and then we also an and then we also had um, Ethan Dobelair getting a start. Um, in this game, he is 18 as well. So Brian Schmetzer giving a preview of the future and trying to rest some of his uh, other remaining players a little bit. So we have game. we have Mad- and Madronda also started to give Smith a rest. Um, so, uh, so we have. So, well, as we know, that's not that's not as true. Smith started this game. Madronda came on later, um, but then we had Kellen Rowe, Montero, Raul on the bench. Um, JP was still playing, even though he was dealing with an injury, so he went off early in the second half. Also, Cleveland gets dropped to the bench. Cle- uh, and we saw Spencer Ritchie come in. What did you think about Spencer Ritchie in this game? Um. You know, didn't didn't have a whole lot to do, but seems shaky though. Him. He had a couple times where he let the ball and could have been dangerous, and early in the first half, but obviously got the shutout. Yeah, managed his way through it. Josh Atencio is normally a center back, but this is the first time we've seen him play center back. Um, what did you think of how he played? Obviously, Ariaga was suspended. Uh, suspended for yellow cards in the Minnesota game, so that's why he couldn't play in this game. What do you think of Atencio there? You know, he looked perfectly in place there. You know, didn't didn't look like a teenager among among grown men. I agree. Um, and you know, did what Schmetzer asked him to do, as did the whole team. Obviously, we're talking about the other teenagers. What did you think about some of them uh, individually? Who? Who? Uh, Reed Baker Whiting yeah. especially stood out, you know, making some strong plays, pushing people around. Again, not looking like one of the younger guys out there. I think he had like three real chances. Um, unlucky to get his first goal. He also played really well in the game against Sporting Kansas City, which we'll move on to in a second. Um, sort of getting uh, an assist, basically, um, in our one goal in the 3-1 defeat. Um, but yes, I agree. I thought he played really well. I think he has a lot of Jordan Morris s qualities, which is um, which is awesome since he is five years younger or six years younger than Jordan Morris. Right. Obviously, a so, lot of growing to do right before we'll find out. You know, if he'll. But he seems big and fast. 
Same way. He seems like he has good vision. I think he's a nice kid. I think that's that's good. And then also at forward, we had Samuel Diderot get his first start. What do you think of him? I really liked him. Yeah, he he again looked impressive. Uh, didn't didn't get a chance to, you know, to finish. Um, Though he did have chances. I mean, he was big and physical. He got a yellow card. Um, right, looked likely out there. You know, I'd love to see him get a little more experience. We talked we've talked about Montero uh, in the past. Not not uh, looking tired. I've I've said I thought he looked tired and was lacking energy. Not the case with Adidaron. Um, I kind of wish he used he showed his speed more since I've heard he's very fast. I, I'm still getting Eddie Johnson vibes from him, but he excites me. I would not be surprised if he gets an actual first team call up soon if the Sounders cannot sign uh, another forward. Right, and especially if Bruin stays out for a while longer. Exactly. Um, yeah, you know, obviously the, you know, and we hope that he can learn, you know, some of Montero's passing skills, some of Raul's uh, skills about lurking, you know, and if he can combine those with his Eddie Johnson-like qualities of speed and strength and leaping ability, then, you know, obviously he could go places. And let's talk about the goal in this game. Raul Roy Diaz from deep, goal of the year contender. Right, essentially nothing, you know, takes, yes. him, takes a clearance, traps him down to itself. And in the time that any normal human would be like, wait, where? What, what hit me? Where was the ball? You know, he'd already looked up, seen the keeper off of his line and, you know, placed, uh, placed an amazing shot into two feet of space. Gotta love Kellen Rowe post day over that he's been practicing his uh, his uh, boomerang pass skills as he puts in a is he he's trying to play like a really hard ball um, and hits Matt Beasler and then the ball falls to Rowe or Diaz. Um, let's not let's not uh, t- I mean the goal was incredible. Brad Stuver has been playing um, extraordinary for Austin. And he's a lot of the reason why they've been doing so well. And, and I mean, he he really wasn't that far out. It, it was just such a good goal that it would have been hard for any keeper to, to stop that. with um, Because, like, he, he has good positioning for where Raul is on the field. Uh, any, any other thoughts on that goal? Yeah, I mean, the keeper was not grossly out of position, just, you know, found the seam, Raul found the seam, and, and put it in there. So in this week, uh, as we as we move on to the final game, um, I think if you would ask me if we got, like, what I would have taken, what I, I thought our goal was going into this week, for if we were going to lose one of the games, I would have said it was probably a success if we got... Um, I would have said it would be a success if we won two of those games. Or, or I would have said it was this even if we won, won one, lost one, and drawed one. Um, I, I feel like that's sort of... And so I wouldn't say this... This week is a huge disaster because I, I'm still thinking of Minnesota one as a draw since I, I don't really feel like 
We that, lost that, that game in the game. That one unlucky yeah. to lose. Um, all right. I mean, obviously, it would have been nice to keep the unbeaten streak it's true. going. But, you know, the reason it was a record at, at 13 or 14 is that it's, you know, hard to do. Um, you know, obviously, if we could have come away with five or six points out of the week, that would have been great. To come away with three, you know, yeah. if you'd had three ties, you would have been happy given the fixture congestion. It's true. So we did get three points the hard way. With, and on, so with the SKC game, no Peter Vermees. He tested positive for COVID, even though he is vaccinated. He told people to get vaccinated. That's good. We'd like to hear people continue to do that. Two other players out. Obviously, they have players at the Gold Cup. Um, uh, like the Sounders, uh, and also they got they got a couple players injured, um, but they played very well. I mean their their team is so big, and they're they play well on the great uh, on the break. Um, first two goals for SKC, um, unlucky. Um, Kellen Rowe knows he needs to do better on the second goal. Um, unfortunate. For Danny Leva to give away a free kick with then Johnny Russell puts away. Um, but, I mean, with that, it was a great finish. So, there's not much you can really... I don't think you can blame Leva on that. Um, it really sucks. It felt... It seemed like we had momentum turning when Freddie Montero scored. Um, anything... Did, what did you think? I mean, like, it did feel like we... We had chances in this game. We almost took the lead first after a spectacular effort from Montero with the bicycle kick. Almost, what a goal that would have been. Two, two goal of the year contenders um, since every bicycle kick is automatically a contender. Um, what, I mean, what did you think were some positives from the game against SKC or were there none? Um, you know, there were positives. There were, you know... Sounders again with a with a young lineup out there still missing lots and lots of people. Uh, we did create some chances. We did get a goal, um, but you know in the end at least two of the three goals were really you know sloppy little plays that that shouldn't have happened. And a reminder that soccer is all about being consistent for ninety minutes. You know if you let your guard down against a half decent team or even a three quarter decent team, which you know Kansas City is. They will punish you some of the time. Final goal. Bad mistake from Ariaga. You gotta stay with your guy. He just gets caught ball watching. I mean, take nothing away from the finish. It's a good goal. Um, but Ariaga, bad defending uh, from him. Some of the positives we get uh, Shane O'Neill back um, for this game. Alex Rodon was in Seattle after he was eliminated um, from, from the Gold Cup. Uh, so he'll be back for the next game. The next game is against the San Jose Earthquakes. We never know what to expect from them. Um, Probably man-on-man defense, but aside from that, hard to tell. What hard to know if out. it's going to be um, a blowout win for us or or a very close tie. Uh, which way are you leaning? What are you expecting? Uh, what is your score prediction for the game against San Jose next Saturday? You know, I would like to say that the Sounders will take some time off here. Schmetzer's um, advice from them following this game and come into the San Jose game with a lot of energy. 
I think once you get that first goal against San Jose, then more of them will come. So I'm going to predict 4-0 uh, Sounders over San Jose. Big win predicted by David. I'm going to say 3-0 for the Sounders. I'm going to say Yamar, Rahul, and then Alex Rodon coming back are going to get the goals. 3-0 is my prediction. So even, uh, even with the loss, the Sounders are still in first place in the West. They have a game in hand, uh, though though SKC does have a game in hand on us. Um, so hopefully uh, we don't uh, drop, lose our spot and or the, they, they lose to someone else with that game in hand. Um, we fall to, the, to second in the Supporter Shield as New England continues to play well. Hopefully we will be up there soon. Though we lost this week... Uh, so did Portland, and so did the Galaxy. So and LAFC even tied uh, this week. So if we're gonna have a tough week, at least those teams are struggling as well. Moving forward, I will be back uh, with De Memudis, uh in the future to discuss the upcoming games and the upcoming Leagues Cup. The Sounders starting off against Tigress coming up here very, very soon. But for now, we will continue to cheer on Christian Rodon in the Gold Cup and continue to keep our eyes on all of MOS. Well, I know it's been a depressing week, uh, David Mayamudis, but hopefully the Sounders... Uh, can bounce back next week against San Jose. Uh, And if you're at that game, which is in Seattle, make sure to keep your... Scars up.